Hi everyone, this is Skylar Buss, Client Service Associate at Zane Financial. Today I sit down with Lynn to talk about a topic that's been increasingly brought up by our clients and prospective clients, fiduciary standards. Here's that conversation. Lynn, thanks for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Skylar. (laughs) We have more and more of our clients asking us about our fiduciary standards, even our prospective clients and now our listeners. Can you explain to us how we are held to those standards as well as the difference between fiduciary standards and the Reg BI standards? Thank you, Skylar. Excellent question. Um, First, Zen Financial is held to the fiduciary standard. Zen Financial is a RA, Registered Investment Advisor with the SEC. And actually, all the RAs registered with the SEC have to be held to the fiduciary standard as they're subject to the um, Advisor Act of 1940. I know there's a lot of numbers I'm throwing out there. (laughs) So the bottom line is all the registered investment advisors have always been held to the fiduciary standard. What does that mean? That means that we have to act in the client's best interest at all times and put client's interest ahead of ours. So, and you, you, I think part of the reason that the uh, fiduciary becomes such a hot word is because of Reg BI, best regulation, best interest. That's that was uh, came into effect um, as of June thirty. 2020, very new, uh, hot from the press. Um, so let me give you a little bit of history of the Reg BI. So there are a lot of people can call themselves financial advisors. You know, the word is so loosely used. Um, registered investment advisors, RAs, and then we have registered representatives from brokerage firms. And then we also have like insurance agents. They all call themselves financial advisors. So prior to Reg BI, as I said, registered investment advisors are held to the fiduciary standard, but registered representatives, uh, the advisors who make commissions from selling products from the brokerage house are not held to the fiduciary standard. Instead, they are held to a different standard called the suitability standard, means as long as this product is, they can reasonably think it suits you, then they're okay with it. It does not have to be in your best interest as long as it, it suits you. So it fits on you. Let's take, take, let's take what we view as a clothing, right? You might not look good in it, but it fits you. So, <laughs> <laughs> so therefore it is okay. So as you can, you can tell that uh, the standard is a bit too low. I mean, the suitability standard. So the um, SEC on June 30, 2020, they issued the regulation best interest meant to elevate the suitability standard for the registered representatives of brokerage houses. So now you have to be very careful when you read the specific language as with any let regulations or laws. So let me read it so that I don't miss any important (laughs) words. It basically said important that the registered, the broker dealers 
have to act in the best interest of a retail customer when making a recommendation of any securities transaction or investment strategy involving securities to a retail customer. And such broker-dealer may not put financial interests ahead of the interests of a retail customer when making recommendations. Now, if you, if you listen to when I read it and you only catch the word best interest, you'll say, oh, great. Now all the advisors have to act in, uh, in my best interest. I'm totally okay. No, listen to the underlining part when I put emphasis on. One is when making a recommendation. Two is any security transaction or investment strategy involving securities. And then when making recommendations. So if the recommendation is not involving any security or transactions involving security, then the best interest to lose does not apply. That's one. Two, if it is not at the time of transaction, not at the time of making recommendations, the best interest rule does not apply. See the tricky part? But as a fiduciary, like registered investment advisors like Zen Financial, we have to be held to act in client's best interest at all times throughout the relationships of our relationship with the clients. At all times, we have to act in clients' best interest and put their interests ahead of ours. Regardless, we are making a recommendation for security transaction, regardless of we are making recommendation for tax strategy or even for their insurance needs. We have to put their interest first and uh, act in their best interest. That's a difference. There's no limitation when it comes to fiduciary standards for registered investment advisors. So for a client and even a listener, is that something that they wouldn't need to do their due diligence or research on to know that you are a trustworthy fiduciary who has their best interest in mind? Uh, yes, absolutely. So even you say, so when you hear say, oh, well, if all the registered investment advisors are held to the fiduciary standard. So therefore, I don't need to do any research on my own so that I can walk into the meeting thinking, oh, they're going to put my interest first. Well, that was that, that would be very unfortunate because there are lots of conflicts of interests in the financial service industry, even with registered investment advisors. You need to read the uh, and ACC do want to let you know. So one of the big duty imposed into the firms is the duty of disclosure. So you can go to several. There are a lot of places you should go. I, I would not recommend only go to the website because you're not going to see. Oh, we have so many conflicts of interest with yours. Yeah, no one's going to just up and say that. No one's going to up for say that. And the two, oh, we have been sanctioned and, you know, penalized by the regulatory bodies so many times. You would never see any of that on the website, on any advisory firm's website. So you, what, what, what you should do is you need to go into the um, SEC's website 
and you need to go into the broker check called the broker check and check your advisor's regulatory uh, histories to and read. And unfortunately, because it involves your financial future. So every client do need to spend time and read through the firm's uh, customer relationship summary and also in detail form ADV. Um, I would suggest if uh, anyone's interested, should, should go to our website, zenfinancial.com, and uh, watch my video about, you know, guiding, guide you through how to read the form ADV and what to look for in a form ADV. Because, again, yes, advisors should act in your best interest. However, if there are so many conflicts of interest there, then how do you know? Right. They will act in your best interest because, again, I always say they have, you know, law firms have those expensive proprietary products and that we received kickbacks from uh, third party products. And then if they always act in your best interest, who would they sell those products to? Right. But at Zen Financial, um, you can see in our customer relationship summary disclosure that we don't have any of conflicts of interest from proprietary products. We don't have proprietary products or we don't receive commissions and we don't receive soft dollars, kickbacks from product companies. So that effectively eliminates any conflicts of interest from those sources. So if you see that, if you see the name of Zen Financial, you would see Zen Financial, a fee-only wealth management firm. So what means fee-only? That means we only take uh, the fee from managing clients' portfolios. We don't take commissions. We don't take a soft dollars or kickbacks from product companies. So when we recommend you a client a product, that means we truly believe the only motivation for us to recommending anything to you, make a recommendation, either product or strategy to you, is because we think that is in your best interest because we have no other motivations. And so, and also there are a lot of firms claim they fee only when they are not truly fee only. So I would say to check, to make sure you also need to do due diligence to make sure that the advisor is truly fee only. How do you do that? You go to NAFA, N-A-P-F-A.org to check if the uh, advisor's name is on the NAFA website because NAFA do do their research, make sure the advisor is fee only before they put on your name on in the organization. Hopefully that helps. Well, thank you for taking the time today, Lynn, and answering all of those questions. I really appreciate it. You're very welcome. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Zane Financial Podcast. If you have any other lingering questions for Lynn, Charles, or the Zane Financial team, whether it be about finance or even Lynn's outfit that she wore, feel free to send an email to podcast at zanefinancial.com. It's also listed in our show notes. We'll be back on Monday where we'll provide another episode on the market outlook and upcoming week. Until then.